0: All right, we're here with Cynthia Katz, director of the upcoming Nice Girl by Melissa Ross. And she was gracious enough to spend some time this morning answering some questions about herself and the show. So uh, Cynthia, just to start off, uh, tell us uh, how did you get involved with VTG originally and talk about some of the other shows you were involved with or directed.
1: Okay, good morning and thank you for having me. Appreciate that. Uh, so, I um, I got started in theater as a theater major in college, and then I took a very long hiatus because I started working, and I got married, and I had children, and then um, years later, I was in Florida, and I got uh, connected with a brand-new startup community theater company, which is very exciting. I got very involved with that, and I... Met a woman there who um, had also moved to Florida from uh, the Chicago area. We became fast friends, and she—I was—I started out in acting. I was only doing acting initially, but she was a director, and uh, I asked if I could be an assistant director with her, and she said yes, and that started a long friendship. Um, we, we both ended up moving back to the Chicago area and uh, I got involved in uh, several community theater companies in this area and I continued to act, but I also got involved with a, assistant directing with this friend and that's really uh, how I learned about directing. It was a great uh, way to learn um, and so after working with a number of community theater companies in this area for many years, I wanted to kind of branch out. And I I had heard about Village Theater Guild and I came to a meeting and I was really immediately taken with the group. I loved what they were doing. I loved the fact that they were willing to do some plays that weren't normally done in this um, suburban area. Um, they were willing to take some risks uh, they did quite a big variety of different kinds of plays. And so, uh, I was very excited to get involved. I also liked the fact that they offered, uh, workshops, um, given by professional directors. So I got more and more involved over the years and I, I worked behind the scenes. I worked on, um, props and, um, costumes and various other things behind the scenes. And then, um, I directed a couple of uh, monthly programs for VTG, and then eventually I applied to direct. And I, uh, and I had directed for several other companies at that point, so I had a good background in directing. And I, I, I was given the opportunity to direct, and uh, it was a wonderful experience. Uh, my first play I directed for VTG was The Last Romance, and uh, after that I directed Stella and Lou and then I directed Marjorie Prime, and so this is my fourth directing experience
0: with Village Theatre Guild. That's great. Thanks for uh, sharing the background. Um, so, speaking of this current project, Nice Girl, uh, what can you tell us about this play and what it's about? So, um,
1: I was immediately taken with this script when I read it. It's a beautifully written script. Um, And uh, the the thing that I liked the most about it was that uh, it's the, the dialogue is, and the characters are so natural and believable. I mean, you immediately get drawn in by these characters and you really feel like they're real people. Um, It's uh, let's see. Yeah. It's a great story. Um, the characters are very relatable, and uh, I also like the fact that it has a lot of humor in it, and but it also has a lot of heart. And I'm always drawn to plays like that. I like the combination of of humor and um, you know s- uh, strong emotional themes. And this play had all of that, so I was very um, very drawn to it right off the bat.
0: Great. Um, So once you got the title you were interested in and auditions were coming about, how did that process go? Were you looking for specific things for people who maybe don't have any directing background or just curious about that process? How How is it for you when you were going through that audition?
1: You know, I think anybody who reads a, a script, you, you get a picture in your head of who these characters are, and so you're kind of looking for somebody that fits that picture, but I always try to keep a really open mind at auditions because many times um, good actors will come in and they will surprise you, and they will show... Different aspects of the character that you didn't necessarily see. Um, they might have a different take on a character. So I really try to go in with a very open mind. Um, I tend to read, let people read a lot, probably more than other directors. So sometimes my auditions go very long. But I really like to give actors as much, um, you know, coming from an acting background. I'm very sympathetic to actors and I like to give them as much opportunity as possible to show their skills. Uh, so, you know, that's how I come at it. I, I let people read a lot. I, I also try out if I have the time, I will try out different combinations of actors because who you read with affects the way you read. And, um, so, that being said, my my audition process is kind of a long one, but I, I do think the actors appreciate it because they get to really show uh, their abilities. And it it and it works out because um, I, I do end up with fabulous cast, so I, I feel like the process works.
0: Yes, that's definitely uh, a good thing to have, 90% of the battle right there, getting good actors in. Right. So, speaking of that, um, how have these actors and i know nice girl has a cast of tina shelley doreen dawson jennifer torsha and casey driscoll uh how have they worked together to the to create those characters and develop chemistry i know with a a smaller cast that's essential to uh you know bringing off those emotional aspects you were talking about
1: well so right off the bat, I am incredibly blessed to have just a phenomenal group of actors. Uh, some of them knew each other beforehand. I really did not know that, nor do I think about that when I'm casting. I cast the people that I that did an audition that just knocked me off my feet, and I, I cast people who I think can do the roles. But it, it it so happened that some of the people knew each other, which kind of you know gives them uh, head Start in terms of working together, but that being said, uh, this cast has been—they are just the most generous, kind people in terms of how they uh, act with each other. They are very giving, very generous. They help each other out, so it's—it's really—it's really been a dream in that sense. Um, not only are they amazing actors, but they are just very. Kind, pleasant fun people to work with. they make the process fun and so it's just been really a, a great experience working with these four people. Couldn't ask for better.
0: Great. Now I know you you're, you're reading the script you know while you're choosing what play you you're interested in and then obviously several times more. Uh, what have you learned about the material that you didn't know when the process started as you've gone through this process?
1: So um, I, I I think I've learned a lot. You know, as you get into rehearsal, um, the more you read the script, the more you rehearse, the, the the more you learn about it. And this play does have a lot of depth to it. Um, the characters are not one-dimensional; they're multi-dimensional. Uh, nothing is black and white. Um, all of these characters have good qualities and maybe not so good qualities, Um, their relationships are very complex, Um, and I I start out at the, the the way I start rehearsals is I have one or two rehearsals that are extensively about character and relationships, Um, so we talk a lot about who the characters are and, and what the relationships are, and we also talk about the arc the story because any play has a good story and, and a good arc to it so we talk a lot about that so we had delved into that quite a bit um, but then of course as you go along you, you keep finding little gems in the script of information about the background of the characters you know where they come from how they got to be who they are and so um, you know I one thing that I I realized pretty early on is that there's, there's a love story in this play, but it's not the love story that you might think. So I'm not going to give that away, but, uh, when people see it, I think they'll know what I'm talking about. Um, I think mainly I just kept learning more and more about who these people are and how they got to be who they are. And, um, you know, I always I always approach um, characters with tremendous sympathy um, and try to understand you know how they got to be who they are. So uh, you know it's it's a process and it's it's a very exciting process you know because uh, it just it just gives more complexity to the play and it it um, you know it brings out um, a lot of meaning and a lot of um, enjoyment too. So, I, you know, it's kind of like a journey that you take with the actors, and I, I enjoy that immensely.
0: Great. Now, I know you mentioned you've had uh, extensive directing background at various theaters, and then now you're in your fourth show at VTG. How do you feel this production itself has helped you grow as a director?
1: Well, I would have to say... <laughs> the, the, the thing that is, has had the, the biggest effect in this production is the fact that we're in a pandemic. Uh, you know, ha- having directed a fair amount, uh, you know, there's sort of a process that you get, you kind of develop over the years. And, you know, I, I kind of stick to that basic process. But this has been an experience like no other, as it has for everybody. Um, I think the biggest thing that I've learned or at least tried to learn is to be flexible <laughs> because, you know, I, I'm a very organized person and I I usually prepare everything way ahead of time and I have everything set out. And of course, you know, that all got kind of thrown to the wind with, with the pandemic. And so I've had to kind of adjust and just keep reminding myself to take things one day at a time and be flexible. We had to go from, um, uh, we had to go back into wearing masks during rehearsals uh, when Omicron hit and we're trying to be as careful as possible. Uh, So we're rehearsing with masks and then we, um, when things got worse, we went into having zoom rehearsals. So we had a a fair number of zoom rehearsals. Uh, Fortunately, before that, I'd say like right before Christmas, my cast was ready. I mean, they were ready to put on a show. So thank goodness for that because, and the, the, our set was done, um, you know, all the basics were were there. So I didn't feel any pressure like, oh my gosh, we're not going to be ready to put the show on. And of course, then we had to postpone it from um, uh, January 14th to February 25th. But as I said, fortunately everything was in place, so it was just a matter of keeping the cast or uh, the cast wanting to um, keep in, in shape by having Zoom rehearsals. You know, keep running lines and and even having Zoom rehearsals. My cast did the Zoom rehearsals full out; they weren't just going through the motions. So that was that was wonderful to see too. Uh, we just got back in the theater this past week, which was just wonderful to be back in the theater. Uh, but you know, that, that for me was <laughs> the biggest, biggest, uh, thing that I had to deal with that was like no other, um, play I've ever directed. And I'm still dealing with it because we're all living in this state of uncertainty, not knowing, um, what's going to happen next. I actually purchased some, um, some clear masks just in the off situation that if somebody should, um get exposed and, you know, have to quarantine and then have to wear a mask. I have these clear masks available where I hope we don't have to use them because I want to, I want people to see their, their faces as much as possible. But if, you know, if we have to, um, we, I have those available. Uh, I did, have a one person volunteer to be an understudy for the three women's roles. And so we're trying to, we're trying to do everything we can to get this show up and running and, you know, fingers crossed, it will all, it'll all happen.
0: Definitely. I know we're all dealing with that, you know, theater wise and just in our regular lives, but, uh, it sounds like persistence and talent and preparation of, you know, paved the way for hopefully, uh, a great run starting on February 25th. Speaking of that, uh, once you open and audiences hopefully come out in abundance, uh, what do you think that the VTG audiences will take away from Nice Girl?
1: Well, as I mentioned before, um, there's a lot of humor in this play, even though some of, some of the subject matter is, is, is heavy there's a tremendous amount of humor in this play. And I discussed that with the cast, Um, you know, what do we want to really bring out? And um, we were all in agreement that we wanted to bring the humor out as much as possible, because I really think in these times, uh, people need that. (laughs) People need really, really need uh, humor and, lightness and entertainment. And this play definitely has all of that. Um, definitely has that, but it also, um, is thought provoking. And, um, I, I, the interesting thing about this play is that the ending, nothing is black and white in this play. Um, as in real life, you know, no character is black and white, no situation is black and white. So it leaves people with something to think about, which I think VTG audiences really, I think, expect that and like that when they see a play other, besides being entertained, which this play is highly entertaining, they they like to have something to think about when they walk out the door. And I think different people will come to different conclusions about what happens in this play. Uh, all of the characters are at sort of a crossroads in their lives and they need to make choices. And um, I think people will think afterwards about what were the choices that these people made, because it's, it's kind of left up to the audience, which is, which is kind of a nice thing. Um, The play takes place in, in 1984. uh, And, uh, a lot of it has to do with the three women and their lives and their choices. And I was a little concerned at first that, um, the, the treatment of women is not what we think of today because times were very different back then. Uh, you know, the main character is, is a secretary. They didn't have computers back then. Um, she feels kind of trapped. Um, and women didn't have so many choices back then. Uh, but it's a play of its time, but it's also a play about change because it's also, uh, talks about how women have different choices and decisions that they can make. And so, um, I think that, uh, that will be very, um, thought provoking and people will relate to that. So, um, yeah, I think audiences will be very highly entertained. The characters are just delightful. You know, they're just they're just scrumptious characters. Uh, so I think they'll be very entertaining. But I think they'll also walk out with um, some things to think about, and there'll be a lot of discussion about who thinks what happens uh, after the play ends. So that's always fun.
0: Well, that's wonderful. I I want to thank you for joining us on our initial. Uh, podcast in the series of VTG Chats. Uh, I appreciate your time. Nice Girl opens February 25th and runs until March 19th. 12 performances. Tickets are now available at villagetheaterguild.org. More information is available as needed also on the website. Uh, Thank you, Cynthia, for your time. I appreciate it. I hope you have a great run. Thank you, Carl.
1: I really appreciate your having me, and um, good luck with this new venture of yours.
0: Thank you. And thank you for listening to the first episode of VTG Chats. A special thank you goes out to Matt Hellyer for all his technical help with starting this podcast process. See you next time, and until then, remember, wherever you go, there you are.